Hey, welcome again to Menace of Men. I'm Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre. We are at week 14 of the NBA season. And I don't know about you, but Trade Reamer season has begun and it is getting exciting. Yes, sir, indeed. Uh, so we have so many things to talk about, as we usually do. But before we get into it, I just got to pay respects. LeBron on his way to be in the highest scoring NBA player ever. Yeah, Thanks, man, dude. it's crazy. I Man, it's, it's always been Kareem. It's always been Kareem, and that's going to change. That's so yep. crazy. As of this recording, I think it's 284 points away, so pretty close. Um, but that gets me into my question. I've never asked you this question. I've been curious, but what is your top four NBA players? Of all time. Of all time. All right, well, um, I've got a pretty easy MJ and LeBron at one and two. All right. um, that's pretty easy for me. And who's one and who's two, you can kind of debate. Um, do you want me to answer that or no? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you could do it real short. Yeah, why not? Um, I'm going to say LeBron for me um, okay. for a couple different reasons. Uh, first of all, he's been playing even longer. Like he started doing this at 18. And yep. from the get-go, he's been the man from the get-go. Um, now he's still, you know, it took him some time to, to win some championships. He obviously had to leave, go to Miami, do all that. And that whole situation was not handled correctly. He acknowledges that, but the, the, the amount of production that he's been able to have throughout his entire career, again, from the start, he came in 18 years old rookie. He was the man. They gave him the ball. He was like point forward. He was running the show and he's just been dominant from day one, but also like just his physical presence. I mean, he's six, eight, two fifty, built like a tank and yet he can handle the ball with the best of them. He can shoot, he can pass. And like I said, I mean, he's been the franchise guy from day one. And so just the body of work, um, I'm going to put him at number one, just slightly over MJ um, statistically too, I just think LeBron just does so much on a day-to-day basis and has again, his entire career, but it's real close between those two. Uh, but those are my easy one and two, as far as three and four goes, um, I'm pretty biased towards big men. So I definitely have to take a big, I'm just debating if I want to go Kareem, um, over the likes of like Wilt, um, or Bill Russell, or even like a Shaq, um, I do think I'm going to go ahead and say Kareem and just that, that, that scoring title. I mean, that one and the triple double one with Oscar Robertson. Like I just, yeah. I wasn't ready for those to be broken yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and obviously uh, Russell Westbrook broke the uh, triple double one and LeBron is going to break the scoring title and both well-deserved. Yeah. But, uh, I'm going to say Kareem three for number four. Man, this is really tough. I know a lot of people probably want to put Kobe up there. And as much as I loved him, um, I don't think I'm ready to put him at four. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Magic Johnson. All For right. a lot of the same reasons that I have LeBron number one. I just think the body of work, what he was able to do, and the impact he had on the game. Well, good news is, <laughs> I agree with you. I like LeBron number one as well, too. Then I'm a Jordan, and then I'm Kareem. But I am a Kobe. I'm a Kobe guy. I like Kobe at four. Yeah, and I, I can respect he's... that for sure. I mean, just, again, you talk about body of work. Um, he's another guy that came in right from out of, you know right out of high school and you know pretty much dominated. I think his first year he was coming off the bench, but you know pretty much after that, he was the man, and he won all those titles with Shaq. But then Shaq left. He changed his number to, from eight to 24 and won another few championships, you know, yep. as the clear cut franchise player. And nope. that was huge. Nope. I was always curious. Never asked you that question. Just, just Great wanted question. to know. <laughs> I was like, how can I be doing a podcast with you if I don't even know your order? So I, I just had to find out. It's a great point. I like it. 
Um, what else did I have? Um, nothing much. Just if I, I might sound weird. I mentioned that on the picks podcast. I, I sound like a little under the weather, a little head cold. You've been doing some coaching. So you sound like doc rivers. I sound I like I can the start doc a rivers punk thing going on. I apologize <laughs> to any listeners. Um, we're just going to power through it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, but also a couple other people have some, uh, some illnesses over the past week. <laughs> Denver nice coach, segue. Denver coach Michael Malone. He's been out a couple games, uh, but that, that doesn't look like Denver's really skipped a beat uh, with uh, Coach Edelman, who I didn't. I read a story about him actually that I knew he was. Uh, what's his name? David Edelman, and then he's Rick's son, I believe. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he started as a ball boy, which was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and actually, their whole coaching staff. It's pretty much all guys whose dads were head coaches in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then another guy who had a little illness earlier this week, my boy, <laughs> Domas Sabonis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. I have some um, stuff coming up here in my ad section that I will discuss for that. But don't want to spoil that one. No, it's all good. But yeah, we are. Yeah, Sabonis is actually player of the week last week uh, with Jalen Brunson. He's been so good. So he's been so good. We've talked about him a lot, but you know, for good reason. He's just been so good. That's been a great trade for them. It's really worked out well. Yep, I actually just learned. I didn't realize they called him Domas all the time. I always <laughs> called him Demontis. I've always said that. And then I, they were just on NBA TV the other day with uh, Darren Fox and. They just kept calling him Domas, and I was like, yeah, I, I didn't know I, that. I had to Google search it. I really don't like it. <laughs> just, uh, I'm not. Just sounds just, is it just you can't say an extra syllable? Is is that? I don't know. It's the <laughs> the short version, but I just it sounds like other things. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I never actually thought it of makes it. <laughs> it makes it sound way worse, yeah. you know, than they're trying to. <laughs> I just can't do it. Oh. I'll just call him Sabonis. Yeah, like I'll his do. dad. Speak. Yeah. Oh, speaking of fathers who played or coached. Yeah, one of the greatest pa- passing big men of all time. Yep. He's not my Vetus. He's not your Vetus. He's our Vetus. <laughs> bonus. <laughs> nice um, played. Yep. Oh, Uwa will remember that one. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> he will. He will. Regardless, so yeah, we're exactly three weeks away from the NBA trade deadline, which is pretty sweet. So we will actually have a show on the final day uh, and when the NBA trade deadline is. So that should be pretty cool. I don't know if there's any random uh, trade rumor stuff that you wanted to bring up or talk about. I just know there's so many teams in the mix that that West is what there's six games between number three and number 12 at this point. Yeah, it's just, it's such a tight race. Um, I don't have any specific ones right now. I do have one that I plan on mentioning um, before the end of our show, but again, it kind of goes into our ads a little bit. Um, So if you don't mind, I'm going to save that one. But other than that, I don't have anything specific right now. Um, You know, but those rumors will start heating up more and more as we get closer to that deadline. Yeah. Is there anybody you see more of a buyer or seller that maybe... I, I wouldn't think they were or teams like I guess teams like Atlanta I think of or you know OKC now since they're actually winning games and stuff do they turn into a buyer not shut uh, people down I mean I've kind of mentioned a lot of the ones that I think are going to be um, active I think um, I would have to say a team like Orlando I'm really excited to see what if anything they do because their roster is just so loaded um front court, back court, all over. They just have too many pieces and they're not that good of a team. Um, they really need to kind of even that roster out. So I'm anxious to see um, who gets moved from their team, if anyone. Um, and then there are a bunch of teams that I think are going to be buyers that you know are looking to add to what they already have. We've talked about Indiana, your team, the Pacers. Yep. Um, you know, they're a big one, you know, but coming into the season, a lot of people thought they'd be sellers. I think they're going to be buyers. Um, and we've talked about it before. They're sitting right now, currently um, in the ninth spot in the East. Um, so obviously they're right there in that play uh, playing tournament contention spot. So, which is perfect. 
you know, they're going to be aggressive. I think they're going to just build on what they already have with Halliburton, Turner, uh, Buddy Heald. I think they're going to add to that core, that that nucleus. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, just looking at the standings here in the East, um, I know the Raptors have been mentioned in a lot of rumors, uh, and yep. they can go in either direction really, because they're just, they're not very deep. So they need to add some depth, but yeah. they have I, guys on their roster that I just don't personally think they're using as much as they could be. And those guys could have more value if, if they started playing more, but also like another team could come up and say, Hey, we'll give you whatever we'll give you this player we'll give you this draft pick and we'll take them and we'll use them for sure yeah i was i know uh portland and then toronto are the top two teams that have the most minutes played by their starters so that would lead you yeah. to believe the least amount of depth um i've seen van vliet in a lot of trade rumor stuff in the last mm-hmm. few days of yeah, uh, looking, one. people having suitors for him and he's 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 been on a, a tear last couple of days um over 30 points each each night and just crushing it for Toronto. Yeah, he's been a beast. And then um, Pascal Siakam for them too. He's been really good, but he's been in trade rumors for like years now. So <laughs> um, anything can happen with that team. They're another one that could go in either direction. Um, and you mentioned Portland. Portland, you know, they're in 11th right now. So they're battling for that, you know, play-in spot as well. And, you know, they've, they're, they've got – veterans they've got guys like dame and Nurkic. you know they're in win now mode they've got jeremy grant so they want to build on what they have so i think you know they could do something yeah and Nurkic, then I, grant simons yeah yeah we've, <laughs> we've talked a ton about phoenix you know i think phoenix we both agree phoenix is kind of like as is right now we think that they've kind of maxed out their potential yep but i mean they've obviously got jay crowder just sitting there waiting to be traded um and then they could make some other moves too. They can move some other guys on their bench, uh, but they need to kind of do some stuff. Um, maybe try to get another veteran in there, somebody to help out. Uh, or depending on their injury situation, if they fall too far behind, they might sell off and maybe start to kind of rebuild a little bit. You know, I mean, I think they're still going to keep Booker and DeAndre Ayton, but, um, you know, besides those two, I mean, the rest of their roster could be up for grabs. We'll have to see. And yeah. a lot can change. I mean, it's, it's you know, we're still in the middle of January, so we do still have a few more weeks to go before the deadline. So a lot can change. Guys can get hurt or come back from injury, and that can kind of, you know, move some teams up and down a little bit in the standings. So And that will, you know, dictate a little bit how the trade market adjusts. Yeah. I was going to say just real quick, a couple other names I saw real quick, rumors over the last couple of days. Obviously, John Collins is always in rumors. <laughs> He's been He's another one, just like Siakam. Well. He's been out there for years. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, Jakob Pertl has been in a lot of discussions. I did, the last one I just saw oh, yeah. was uh, Boston as a potential place for him to go. Um, I've seen Mike Conley, D'Angelo Russell, and then uh, close to home for us, Bogdanovich. Yeah. And hopefully the Pistons can uh, – I think they're looking for like a first-round pick for him or something oh yeah they don't need to move bogdanovich in my opinion but if they get a really good offer for him i think you take it um but we'll see i mean i'm i'm personally as a pistons fan i'm good either way if they keep him they'll use him because i mean obviously he's a great scorer he's a great shooter and our young guys are going to need that they're going to need um that perimeter shooting to kind of space the floor and allow you know the rest of our guys to grow and develop and operate you know we have a lot of guys that can take it to the basket and penetrate and stuff like that. So um, spacing the floor is always going to be a must, especially in today's game. Um, And then just having that, you know, quality veteran, you know, Bogdanovich is a guy that he's been on a lot of playoff teams. He's had some deep runs. So he's been around, you know, and he knows, he knows how to lead and, you know, every locker room needs a guy like that. For sure. But every winning team is looking for a guy like that too. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't have anything today as far as just, like, outstanding performance stuff. I think I probably kill that a little now in the Picks um, podcast. <laughs> and that's okay. We're talking about some stats and whatnot. And okay. But that leaves us some more time in this weekly uh, podcast for, for other things. Um, but, yeah, as far as other news, I don't think I have anything else. 
Um, I don't know if you want to hop into. I think the injuries and replacements usually kind of go together. So yeah, I think yeah. We and just, I, uh, I think we should just hop right into it because, um, like we were saying off air, you know, we had the beginning of this week was looking pretty calm, and then all of a sudden, you know, the last twenty four hours, we've had a bunch of news. So I think we should start right at the top. Um, I'd like to start with Lamelo Ball. Yep. He sprained his left ankle last night again. I was going to um, say, how many times has he done this? This is the third time this season alone and not good. Uh, there's no timetable yet. We don't have an update on any kind of, you know, is he going to have an MRI or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, but you can't imagine this is going to be good. Um, they're sitting on 12 wins right now. The Charlotte Hornets. Um, they also have Gordon Hayward still out. He has a sore left hamstring. He's been out. There's no timetable for him. He's been day to day, but they're not going to rush these guys. They're, tied for dead last in the league right now, basically um, other than the Pistons and the Houston Rockets. Um, I'm, I'm terrified if I'm, you know, a Hornets fan, I'm probably just saying, Hey, shut all these guys down. Let's tank it up. And I think uh, if I, if I own anybody in fantasy, I'm scared out of my mind right now about shutdowns. <laughs> I just think, uh, if I own Lamelo right now, I'm I'm terrified. I think there's a real good chance that they're just going to shut him down. Um, For sure, Gordon Hayward. There's no reason to, you know, he hasn't even been that good when he's played, and now he's a year older. He's always hurt. They're gonna I kind of feel like he's already him. been shut down because they just say he's day to day pretty much every <laughs> Basically, day, yeah. and then he never comes back. Yeah. So it's like an unofficial shutdown for him. Correct. Um, Kelly Oubre has been out. So they just, they have all kinds of injuries right now. They haven't been any good. I could see some of their other guys that haven't been shut down yet wind up getting shut down themselves. We talked about PJ Washington last week. He's been really good, but if I own him kind of scared right now, because I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah, the um, only thing I have seen Ubre in Washington in some trade rumors over the last week. Ubre obviously is injured, so I I doubt anything will happen there. But I guess maybe PJ Washington could be a trade target. It'd be the only reason you might be able to hold on to him. And honestly, that you definitely hold on to these guys. You don't panic, but uh, you are hoping for trades at this yep. point because if they stay in Charlotte past the deadline, that's when you're like, okay, time to start worrying about the shutdown and, you know, start coming up with some backup plans. Um, you know, Mason Plumley, we've talked about him before. He's been pretty <laughs> solid. All things considered, he's been yeah. a pretty viable option as a setter in fantasy. Yeah. He's been um, double digit rebounds almost every day. And then he will get to that double digit point mark too. So, but I have zero faith in him long-term. He I actually looked think... like he got injured the other day, but I haven't seen anything. He looked like I, he tweaked a knee or something. I think he's almost certain to get either traded and or injured slash just shut down because they've got a bunch of young big guys that they're going to be looking at playing. And I know a lot of people are excited about those guys. In fact, some people have started picking those guys up. I know Mark Williams, uh, he's coming off an awesome game. Um, January 18th, yesterday, last night at Houston, he had 17 points, six rebounds, and five blocks. Boom shakalaka! Boom shakalaka, indeed. So people are excited about him. Um, They're excited about Kai Jones. Um, He's another young big guy. He has not played much at all lately, but, um, you know, he's a guy that's certainly going to wind up getting called up here from the G League pretty soon, and he'll get more minutes. The more that these teams, the more that, the Hornets specifically lose games, the more likely they are to just start playing these younger guys. So, um, For sure. You mentioned, I heard you say the word tank and actually just a fun little thing. I started using Bleacher Report instead of ESPN for my box scores and stuff on my phone because ESPN keeps crashing on me for some reason. Not sure if that's happening to other people. But regardless, in the uh, Bleacher Report, when you look at the standings, there's like three different standings. You can look at like conference, playoff, and then there's a tank. There's actually a tank tab, <laughs> and it will just flip the entire standings upside down for you so you can uh, see who's number one on the in the tankathon. Yeah. Now, that's a, that's a convenient tool. Um, <laughs> and it's a great point because, yeah, that you have to start watching for that too because teams will start purposely, you know, doing things to put themselves lower in the standings. And and we've seen it a lot. We've talked about, you know, the Thunder, OKC. They're notorious for doing that. 
I think a lot of these teams that are already bottom feeders, it's just giving them, you know, more excuses to do it. So I think Charlotte for sure, I think. And so having said that, um, I think one of the biggest ads right now is Dennis Smith Jr. And anybody who has LaMelo Ball on their roster would be wise to go out and get DSJ. Um, I'm not expecting him to have the kind of impact he had at the beginning of the year when both Ball and Rozier were out. Um, You know, as long as Terry Rozier is healthy, I think he's probably going to be the starter at point guard or at the very least he'll be the primary ball handler. Um, but he's another guy that I'd be just terrified of him being shut down or maybe even traded at some point. So just this whole team is a mess right now. And you just have to, you know, kind of ride these guys. If you have them, just use, use them, but know that at any point you might be having to, you know, sever ties and move on to a different option. Yeah. There's also a website, www.tankathon.com. Yes. <laughs> That's a great website. Also has a lottery simulator on there too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, let's keep it going here. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. Yep. He underwent surgery to repair a broken right thumb. So he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. Um, I don't personally see an immediate pickup here. I know a lot of people are going out and grabbing Isaiah Hartenstein. I do like Hartenstein, but I'm not split too much time. I would think exactly. They've been playing Jericho Sims a lot at backup center. And I just think that those two guys are going to kind of almost cancel each other out. So, um, Hartenstein was really good at the very beginning of this season. So, I mean, if you want to pick him up and just give him a game or two to see how he looks, I assume he'll be the starter, um, but you never really know. And they're going to go small a lot too. They'll play Randall at the five. Um, so I don't know. I'm not like really excited about him, but he's worth mentioning. And definitely, you know, if you've got an open roster spot, you want to take a flyer on him and just kind of see how it goes. That's yeah, fine. I'm really, I'm really curious to see how much that affects uh, Randall, as you mentioned, moving. Um, Cause he's been in such a, He's been killing it lately, yeah, points and rebounds wise. I yeah. got him on a rebound ladder the other day. It was great. He had, I think he had 15 boards. Obviously, Robinson went out though early. I think he only played nine games or nine minutes. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I'm interested to see how that all how it'll pan out, especially for the, the betting side as well. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, we did talk about Randall last week too. He was great. He's 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 been awesome this whole entire time. Um. Yeah, you know, I I just don't I'm not real excited about, you know, anybody on their team as far as a pickup, but um, you know, Hartenstein's worth a look if you've got an open roster spot if you need an extra big guy and you just want to take a flyer on him for a game or two, that's fine. Um yeah. I actually picked up Grimes and uh quickly, I believe last week on one of my teams just uh, one because I had too many guys in the uh either San Antonio Pistons or Chicago that only had one or two games this week. And I think the Knicks have four, I believe this week they had, I can't remember exactly. Um, But yeah, so I picked them up and they've actually been pretty productive as as far as points are concerned. Yep. Um, Moving on here. um, Let's switch gears and talk about the Mavericks. Um, Christian Wood. He has a fractured left thumb. He's going to be reevaluated in one week, so he's out at least a week. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith just came back. He had a right hip strain. He missed several games, um, yep. but he returned January 18th, uh, which was last night. He had nine points and nine rebounds in 35 minutes. So yep. they're gonna, you know, he's back right into the swing of things. And he kind of um, and uh, what Hardaway Jr. went back out, right? Yeah, they so. Kinda... Yeah, so Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock both, I think, are going to be big-time options right now um, with uh, Hardaway and Wood out. Um, Dwight Powell, I think, will continue to start at center for them. I'm not real crazy about him in fantasy. He's just too inconsistent. No, Um, he sucks. (laughs) I'll put it out there. He sucks. There it is. You know, he has times where he's a valuable fantasy player because he can stretch the floor. He can hit threes. He can get some rebounds sometimes, but he's just so inconsistent. Um, he's to me, he's nothing more than a streamer. If you want to stream him when he's playing fine, but he's not a guy that I'd be keeping, especially when he's not playing. 
Yeah. And I, if you want to use him in DFS, he'll probably be relatively cheap. So again, you know, if you're just looking for somebody to kind of fill the, uh, the last spot on your roster, that's fine, but I wouldn't be expecting, you know, astronomical numbers at any point from him or really anybody on their team. It's going to pretty much be the Luca Luca show um, until further notice. And, and Dallas <laughs> yeah. is another, Dallas <laughs> is another team that we've talked about, you know, they need to make some moves. And now with all these injuries, um, hopefully sooner than later, they will make a move or two and, and bring in some extra help. Yeah. I saw those headlines lately about uh, people saying Mark Cuban's the Doncic wasn't coming for him, asking for help. And then there's all these different opinions of other people saying he was, but like you said, now it doesn't matter if he's more asking for it or not, he needs it. And, yeah. and I think everybody knows it. He can't do this by himself all year. He can't sustain this through the playoffs too. When, when teams make adjustments and yeah, they just, you have to have more depth. You have to have more production as a team, as a whole, as an entire roster. So, um, you know, for now, like we said, um, Vinny Smith should get a ton of playing time. Bullock's going to get a ton of playing time. I like both of them in fantasy. I like them as pickups. Um, Phoenix, they're kind of a mess right now too. Yes, they are. Um, Chris Paul, we mentioned him last week. He remains day to day. He's got this right hip soreness. He has not played. Um, He's been uh, doing too much race walking. If <laughs> that rings a bell. Yeah, he's going to change he's got, sports. He's got the hips of a champion. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe that is what he's doing. Who knows? I mean, yeah. he hasn't been playing basketball, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, I just put that together today. I was... I was <laughs> And the commercial came out and I was like, oh my gosh, hip. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I didn't even that's, think of that. That's, that's the injury great. he has. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, some good news though for them. Cam Johnson, he had right knee surgery. He's been out almost the entire season, but he is probable January 19th tonight. So that's huge. Getting him back, that's going to be really big for them. They're still missing Devin Booker. Um, They've just been a mess. So they've been sliding in the standings. They're now sitting at number 12 in the West. Yeah. And yeah, they need to get going here. Um, Like we said, they probably need to make some trades. They definitely need to trade Jay Crowder. Um, He's high in demand. He's come out himself and essentially demanded a trade. You know, I think the feelings mutual. I think they want to get rid of him too. So um, something's going to happen in the next few weeks there at the very least but um hopefully for them they can make a couple trades and just add some real depth to the roster and you know if cp3 is not gonna be able to play they're gonna have to get a real point guard in there if they have any chance of competing this season yeah no they as you mentioned they've been sliding there in an absolute tailspin i think they're one and nine in their last 10 yeah just not scoring at all it's amazing um, I wanted to bring up the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Giannis has missed um, the last few games with left knee soreness, but he has returned to practice and is expected to play January 21st, their next game. Um, so that'll obviously be huge for them. And Chris Middleton, who's been out this pretty much all season, <laughs> uh, yep. and we've talked about him before, he's had uh, right knee irritation this whole time. He's currently rehabbing with the Wisconsin herd of the G league and sounds like he's making his way back here pretty soon. So they're going to get Giannis back next game uh, or should get him back next game. And then they're going to get Middleton back real soon here. So uh, they're still sitting number two in the East. Um, I they say been, they've been, they've been managing really well. They've been hanging in there. Um, they've done a great job. Drew holiday looks like an elite superstar <laughs> at this point. Yeah, he had he had thirty seven. What was that on the seventeenth? I believe it was. Yeah, if and I got that just, date right. Yeah, he yeah. Was, only guy who scored more in that game was uh, Fred VanVleet. Had thirty nine that game. Yeah, it's just uh, he's he's been so good. He's such a great two way player. Um, he's always been known for his defense, but offensively, yeah, the seventeenth, uh, thirty seven point seven assists, six rebounds, five triples, two steals, a block. 35 minutes the game before that the the night before that against indiana um 35 points 11 assists another five triples four boards two steals played 37 minutes so he's playing all these minutes he's shooting real well 
he's just dominating. He looks yeah. great. And, and then he's basically their best defender, arguably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's awesome. So I'm I'm a big Drew Holiday guy. Um and yeah, they've they haven't missed a beat, so now they're gonna get the both of those guys back and that'll be good timing um for the playoff stretch run here. So um wanted to talk about Houston now. Wanted to go yep. back to the bottom of the standings. We're kind of going up I and down. I think your your list is you must be looking at my screen cuz I'm just I'm just checking them <laughs> off as you go and you're just like yeah. perfectly going down it. Yeah, we mentioned uh Kevin Porter Jr. last week he was day to day left foot contusion. That remains the case. He's still out. Um there's no like real timetable. It's just kind of game by game. Uh, but he has not played in a week, so and then um, Jabari Smith Jr. unfortunately last night sprained his right ankle, and there's no timetable for him yet either. Um, there hasn't been any kind of update on that, so um, just kind of keep checking the news on him. But I'm personally expecting that he's going to miss a little bit of time. It didn't. It didn't sound like a very you know good injury. Not that any injuries are good, but um, it sounded like it's it's a type of injury that's going to force you to miss a little bit of time and again they're another team that they don't need to push any extra buttons you know they're they're literally the worst team in the league so they're they have nothing to play for this season um smith's already had a ton of time on the court so that's been great for him and um yeah they, it gives them an opportunity to play some other guys um we'll get yeah, into ads I, go ahead i was gonna say i saw same stuff. It, it, to me, the, the stuff that I was reading recently sounded like Kevin Porter might be closer to a return, which would kind of take the place of losing Jabari Smith. Yeah, Not sure for if that's sure. Really the case, but. for sure. And Porter is day to day. It doesn't sound like he's going to miss that much more time, uh, unless there's any kind of a setback or anything like that. But otherwise, he sounds like he's ramping up and, and getting back. So he should be back pretty soon. But uh, my top ad right now. Uh, is Tari Eason. And I've talked about him before. I really like Tari Eason. I think he's just got so much upside. He's, he can play either forward spot and he's such a good defender. He, you know, we talked about Jonathan Isaac last week. He's kind of like a poor man's Jonathan Isaac. He's just kind of a perfect, like utility guy. He can shoot threes, stretch the floor, uh, but he's really good defensively. He has a ton of upside and I'm just waiting for him to like fully get unleashed. What I, what I would love to see is for Eric Gordon to get traded. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Um, let him go to a team, you know, a veteran team that's trying to win now so he can help them. And then let Tyree Eason play, man. Just give him like 30 minutes a game and uh, just reap the benefits in fantasy because he's, he's an absolute stud. Um, yeah, another guy I saw as a possible replacement um, was K.J. Martin. Yeah, he's another um, one. He's another one. He needs more time, and he deserves correct. it. He's been great when he plays. He's played really well. Um, he's very useful in fantasy too. He's another one. He's got a very fantasy friendly game. Um, you know, just puts up stats across the board. So, and again, nothing else to play for. Might as well showcase some of these guys. Um, just take a look at him, see what you got. And you know, if the Rockets can't use him, then they can trade him somewhere else. I know Martin actually requested a trade at the beginning of the season i think in the off season yeah and so who knows maybe he'll get moved or like we said maybe they'll move some other pieces and then they can finally say okay here you go here's a starting spot here's 30 plus minutes a night Let's see what you can do so i like both of those guys as ads but i'm a big tari eason guy tari eason is is easily my top ad right now i think if there's any league out there where he's sitting out there pick him up and just even if it's just for a couple games just to kind of see how this thing goes with Jabari Smith. If he is going to wind up missing, you know, a good chunk of time, uh, just kind of like a precautionary move. Yeah. I've, I've seen so many people say with these, you know, wait, wait a game and then, and then pick somebody up. And I'm like, why by the time you wait the game, somebody else is going to pick them up before yeah, you do. So you don't like, want to wait the game. What you want to do is pick them up now and then yeah. wait with him on the roster and see how it goes. And if it's, you know, if they're, if they're kind of messing with his minutes and not giving him enough, then, you know, or the production's just not there, then, you know, move on, do whatever you got to do. But um, definitely as a precautionary move, pick him up. 
and just see see where this goes you know see how it goes and especially like we said especially this close to the deadline you almost want to be picking picking up people anyways and anticipating changes to the rotation you know anticipating these teams making moves and you know almost like promoting people people that are stuck to the bench now hopefully we'll get an opportunity for you know more playing time more minutes and then that that's going to lead to more production so exactly um i I guess the i the other one the thing i had on my list that you didn't talk about yet was miami return of uh lowry so that's not so much an injury but a return um and he actually looks like for he's now. Got some yeah exactly <laughs> he got some time the other day um and he, he looked okay but um i don't know there's not a good segue into this but i'm really jumping on the miami train <laughs> i feel like they weathered the storm so well they're starting to get somewhat healthy and I, I feel like they could be dangerous in the east i mean in terms of the record and stuff it's it's pretty impressive that you know they've we've talked about them at length you know they've they've had all these injuries and they've just had all these weird, like we're going to sit people one day, we're going to put them on the injury report. We may or may not play them. It's been really annoying. It's been really frustrating for fantasy owners. Um, and I have Lowry. So I've been dealing with that myself. It's been a huge pain in the ass to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I mean, they're sitting in six right now. And like you said, they've got plenty of room. They could jump up one or two spots easily. And then, once the playoffs start, anything can happen. You know, if they go on a run, if they do something similar to like what Boston did last year and they go yeah. on a run right before the playoffs, they could be very dangerous. And they're a team, I mean, they made it to the finals a couple years ago, you know, in the bubble, they had that run. And, you know, we've seen what Jimmy Butler can do. We see, we've seen what Bam Adebayo can do. And we've seen what Lowry can do when he's healthy and when he's, you know, yeah, even ready Tyler to go. Tyler Hero. Tyler and, Hero. And- Victor Oladipo has been playing great. Oladipo has um, been awesome. He looks great. So, I mean, just anything they get from him is just an added bonus. And they could make another move here. You know, they could move a Duncan Robinson or they could move, um, you know, some God, of these I, other guys. I hope they move. I, I really wish they hope and move. They, uh, Duncan Robinson. Uh, it's going to be tough with that contract. But, yeah, he just, I mean, he's been if, he can, if he can prove, yeah, he has. But if he can prove that he he can stay healthy he can help a team because obviously he can shoot and like we said about i don't know if he can anymore (laughs) (laughs) we'll see there i mean we haven't seen him to know for sure but um you know like we talked about with bogdanovich you know um teams need these guys that can stretch the floor and just be good you know um influences in the locker room you know that's that's valuable so i think there are teams out there that would be willing to take a chance on him you just might have to get a little clever with the draft picks and stuff like that, but he's definitely a guy that could get moved and maybe a guy like Gabe Vincent, who's played really well lately. Um, he was awesome when Lowry was out. And then um, his last game, when Lowry came back uh, last night, January 18th, he still had um, 16 points. He had four triples, five boards. I mean, he's still, you know, and he's a good player. Gabe Vincent. He's, he's played well in the past. He played really well last year. Yeah. Um, whenever he started for Lowry. So he's a guy that like, if Lowry is ever out, I love using Gabe Vincent as like a streamer um, or, yeah. or a pickup. If we know that Lowry's going to miss, you know, a decent amount of time, like multiple games. Yeah, no, he was great uh, leading up to this podcast over the last week with hero and Lowry out. So yeah, I didn't realize Robinson had finger surgery. I'm just reading that. So yeah. And, and, and he's probably going to be out. So it, it might be tough to move him now. That yeah. might be something that more like this summer, maybe sure. he gets back healthy and teams can take a look and say, oh, okay, well, let's, and then, and then he's got one less year on his contract too. So it makes him maybe a little bit easier to move. Um, but we'll kind of have to wait and see on that. One team that I wanted to bring up real quick is the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some interesting stuff going on. I mean, we've talked, you know, pretty much at length about how they're load managing everybody, Kawhi, Leonard, Paul, George. Um, But they did something interesting recently. They benched Reggie Jackson, and they've basically promoted Terrence Mann to the starting lineup. So they're using Terrence Mann as their, like, kind of de facto point guard. And he's been pretty decent. Like, he's not um, coming off the best game, uh, his last game. But I'm going to pull up his stats here real quick. 
Um, so last night, um, January 18th, they played at Utah, and he did not play yeah. well at all. He only had two points. He did have five assists, but pretty much nothing else. Shot horribly. Um, it wasn't very good. But two games ago, January 15th, against Houston. Now, again, not a very good opponent, but he had 31 points, six boards, four assists, five threes, played 41 minutes. The game before that, nothing great. He had eight points, four assists, he had a three, but he played 33 minutes. The game the game before that, so this is going back to January 10th against Dallas, he had 12 points, five boards, two triples, played 41 minutes. So, you know, not eye-popping stats and they're not going to be as long as like Kawhi and PG are out there with him but as long as he's getting those kinds of minutes if he's getting minutes in the 30s or even 40s man that's a we've talked about it before when guys are playing that much you just pick them up because they're gonna just they're gonna get you some stats for sure I say yeah I've I've watched him play a lot in the past and I I just like the way he plays but like you said it the last game that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were out. Still, what did you say? He had five, six points or something. Not a great game. It's. I think the last. I, it's really hard to gauge players on the Clippers because of the way yeah. they manage everything, and you can't really tell how and, how good they are, they are or how fantasy so worthy deep, they are. Too. They're so deep. I mean, um, they have John Wall still. Um, he's out right now. Actually, he has an abdominal strain. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Um, but like we said, Reggie Jackson was their starter. He's coming off the bench now, and his minutes have been very spotty. In fact, there yep. were a couple games he didn't even play at all. So he's gone from being starter to out of the rotation to now it looks like they're they're using him as a backup and playing him, you know, at least 15 minutes. Uh, but we don't really know. And then they have other guys too. I mean, we talked about you know if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are, are out there, they're the primary ball handlers. They're going to have all the usage. We know that. But they've got a bunch of guys in the perimeter. I mean, they've got, you know, uh, Norman Powell, and he's been back now. He's been playing. Uh, they have Nick Batum. He's been playing. Uh, they still have Robert Covington, who they've barely even used. Yeah. Um, they have Luke Kennard, who's actually hurt right now himself. Um, he's got the uh, sore right calf. He's been out. He's been in and out all season. Um, yeah. But yeah, their rotation, it's tough, man. And it's tough for betting, it's tough for fantasy, it's tough to really gauge. Yeah. But I um, think they're they're messing around too much actually. I think they're playing with fire now cuz now they're I don't know where they are in the standings. I think you have that up, but they're like yeah. what, 6 or 7 or something. So yeah, they are on... they're eighth right now, but they're super yeah. close. Um they're only a half game behind Golden State and Utah and they're a game and a half behind Dallas. So that 5 through um really five through 11 or 12 yeah. it's all just jumbled yeah. together like it's it's for all sure. so close so um i was gonna say for those of you who don't know we started doing this on color cast to start and on december 1st i wrote down who we thought was going to the finals and my western conference pick was the clippers eastern conference boston yours was golden state milwaukee yeah i still like boston but the clipper one i'm getting very close to changing my mind on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but the Clippers have so much upside. And like if Kawhi and PG can get in the groove together and stop sitting so many games yeah, and just go on a run, like we talked about, you know, we kind of use Boston as the example from last year, but like any team that goes on a really solid run in like say February or March, right before the playoff push, man, it's such an advantage. It just gives you so much momentum that you can bring in to the actual playoffs. And then True. from there, you've got the you know ability to go on a huge run. I guess I'm more or less thinking about home court advantage, and I'd like them to be a number one through four seed. Yeah, I'm because sure Because home court too. has been so – throughout the whole season, that yeah. people's home records are just so much better than on the road. It seems yeah. very important right now for some reason. So I'd like them to be in the top four. If they're not in the top four, yeah, I might be uh, – but they can my get there, man. Time. They can get there easily because they can oh, yeah. easily pass Golden State, Utah, Dallas, and then New Orleans. We're still waiting for you know their guys to come back. We're still waiting for Zion. We're still Correct. waiting for Brandon Ingram. So I mean, if you know like, they're another team, they've been uh, they've lost two in a row now, but like they're still in fourth. They've still been yeah. in there. You it's know? like all these teams are one injury away from just dropping to ten. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's, exactly. It's very interesting. And, and so again, 
the Clippers, if they can stay healthy and, and stay on the court together, they could easily go on a run, push themselves up to like the four range, like you said. And now you've got home court advantage for the first round. So exactly. Uh, and that, that just sets you up from there. And the West as a whole is wide open. So, I mean, if the sure. Clippers get to four and then they advance to the second round, you're looking at, you know, who's above them, Sacramento, Memphis, Denver, they can beat those teams yeah. in a seven game series. If they're fully yep. healthy. For sure. So anything can happen for sure. Yep. Um, the only other injury that I had listed here is Herb Jones on the Pelicans. Um, he's got, he's been dealing with this right lower back contusion. He remains day to day. He's another one that like, there's no timetable, but he's missed several games now. And it's just kind of a wait and see. Yep. I was going to say the only other pickup I had, and it's like a fringe pickup I went on a rant the other day about Thomas Bryant only playing like yes, two and a half. I wanted to talk about that too. Quarters and they, they took him out and the more and more I watched the more and more I see it. I see how awful he is defensively. And that's why they're taking him out. His plus minus is awful too. So I, as far as pickups, I, I saw the thing, the fringe pickup of Wendy Gabriel last four games. He's been over 10 points. You know, that he's, he's got numbers blocks too. I mean, at least two blocks. Yeah, that whole situation just sucks, so. man. It pisses me off because I don't want to bash Darvin Ham. I like Darvin Ham. I think yeah. he's a good coach. I think he's a good guy. He's a Michigan guy, so he gets a little extra credit in my book for that. But I hate what he's doing with Thomas Bryant, man. And, we, and you talked about it. You talked about it. We've talked about it together. Yep. What are you doing, man? Like, whenever he starts and plays 30 minutes, they win. Yep. They don't just compete. They win. They won all those games in a row. We talked about it. And now, you know, you mentioned Gabriel and Gabriel has played pretty decent, but like they're not winning when they do that, when they mess around with the rotations and stuff, like they're losing games because of that. And they already have all these, you know, Anthony Davis hasn't come back yet. And like, he's working his way back, but like, as long as he's out, dude, man, Thomas Bryant, he's got to play. And every time he does play, he plays well. You know, if he starts and gets 30 minutes, he's usually getting like 20 and 10. For sure. And yeah, and the again, Lakers are a team. They're, they're not going to, they don't play defense at all regardless. So one guy is not going to make the difference. They just exactly. need to outscore teams. So that is really annoying, man. I just, and I'm not as, as you know, Gabriel's been okay, but I'm not that high on him. I'm not picking him up. There are other guys that I'd rather look at. I'd probably rather have Hartenstein than Gabriel. Yeah, I think I would too. I, I guess more just the Wenyan thing makes you, it makes Thomas Bryant not even maybe rosterable. Like it takes half his stats away and I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. for sure. No question. And with the news that Davis is working his way back, they're hoping to get him back before the all-star break. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I don't think you can hang on to Thomas Bryant. Um, You know, you can maybe give him one more game just to see if they make an adjustment. I mean, they are coming off a loss, so, you know, we'll see, but. Man, that's that situation just it's frustrating. And it shouldn't yep. be like that. You know, again, like when he's when he's been getting consistent minutes near the thirty range starting, he's been like a twenty and ten guy. And they've been winning. So it doesn't make any sense. But um I've got a list of day to day guys I just wanted to read off real quick. Sure. Um just a small list here. Um Donovan Mitchell, you mentioned Sabonis, Demonis Sabonis. Yep. Uh Jalen Brown. Anthony Edwards, Trey Young, Rudy Gobert, Franz Wagner, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. All of those guys are day-to-day right now. Um, the big one to me is Gobert. Um, it sounds like he's going to miss at least another game. So I like Nas Reed as a pickup right now. I think he's a guy that – and he's been kind of – like he's been kind of slow here. He was really good earlier in the year um, – when Miami's, or I mean, uh, Minnesota's other big guys were out. Um, but lately he's been kind of meh. Um, yeah. His last game, which was last night, the 18th, January 18th at Denver, he did have 17 points and three blocks. Um, but he didn't really have much else. He didn't have a lot of rebounds, only three. Um, didn't really do anything else. He had three turnovers. The game before that against Utah, um, January 16th, he only had seven points, seven rebounds. He did have two blocks and a three. Um, so that's nice. Um, and he scored double figures the two previous games prior to that one. So he's been scoring a little bit, 
but the rebounds I'd like to see a little bit higher. Um, yeah. Block numbers a little bit better, but the, but the upside's there. And as long as Gobert and Towns, um, Carl Anthony Towns, who's also still out, uh, as long as those guys are both out, I think Reed is a must pickup, you know, or sure. a must stream, must use in DFS until those other guys come back. Just pick them up. You know, they've got some really good looking matchups coming up here too. They play um, tonight, actually, January 19th against Toronto. They play two days from now against Houston, and then they play Houston again two days after that in Houston. Yeah. So those are some juicy matchups right there. <laughs> I think uh, I think Nas like those office wins as right now. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think Nas reads a good pickup, and then because of Sabonis and his situation, I like Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. And I actually, I actually really like Rashawn Holmes either way because he's another guy that I think he could get traded. He is such a good player in fantasy. He just needs the opportunity. And last year, you know, he went down. He had, you know, some injury stuff. He had some, like, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had some, like, mental stuff going on last year, too. He missed a bunch of time, and that kind of threw his whole season. It kind of derailed yeah. everything. Um, but coming into last season before they got Sabonis, man, I was really high on Holmes. He's been really good in the past. And he played in place of Sabonis last night, January 18th against the Lakers, he had 16 points, 11 boards. Yep. Shot 100% from the field and the line. Didn't miss a shot. And played yeah. 31 minutes. Sacramento's I, got something going on. <laughs> yeah, and they're playing um, tomorrow, January 20th, against OKC. So that's a good matchup. Sounds like Sabonis is going to probably miss that one. Um, and Sabonis is battling the illness, like you said. So yep. Um, yep. I, I like Holmes right now. I say pick him up. And in season long, I like the idea of picking up Holmes and just kind of hanging on to him for a little bit and seeing if he gets moved or if something happens because he's a guy that, like, if he goes to a different situation where he becomes a starter, dude, he's a must-add in fantasy. For sure. I agree. To steal a line from the great Mike Valenti of Sports Radio here in Detroit, we are up against it. <laughs> but, uh I, the only thing I had to mention is I looked at the schedule for next week. The 76ers only have two games next week so keep that in mind for next week yep. as you put your fantasy lineups together yep the other thing i want to mention really quick just uh, sure. along with nas reed um kyle anderson has played really well lately for, for minnesota again with all the injuries he's a guy that like if he's out there i think a lot of leagues probably he was already rostered but if there's any league where he's sitting out there he's a guy right now i think you pick him up too he's been really good he's been starting um been playing minutes consistently in the 30s He's been getting like double doubles. He had a triple double the other night, January 16th against Utah. He had 13 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, a steal, a block, and a three. Yeah. Awesome. That's good stuff. That's all I got, bro. Nice. Well, let me see what I can do here if I can get this to work right today. Oh, there we go. All right. So, again, we thank everybody for listening to Metis Podman. Um, as always, we are every Thursday right now. You can find us published on Spotify. It's the first place it always comes on. And then iTunes, Anchor, or anywhere else to get your podcasts. Uh, we got the weekly picks pod, or the weekly, the daily picks podcast. You can check out every day. So, if you like that, let us know. Um, yeah, let us uh, leave a review. Give us a message, support our podcast any kid any way you can, and follow us on Twitter at Menace Podman. And that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Scott. Menace Podman.